Ladies and gentlemen, drivers, gig workers, and everyone in between. Welcome to this week in Rideshare's podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, March 10th, and this week, Uber aids air travel, drivers get a raise, and Alto keeps growing. Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And of course, from Legal Rideshare, I'm joined by the co-founder and lead attorney, Brian Greening. Brian, welcome back. Welcome back, Jared. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And this is, you know what, this is a happy Friday, snowy Friday, but a lot of good news for a change in rideshare, which is, uh, you, don't hear, you don't see that often in the news. It's nice to see it. You know, it's not often that we're cheery on these Friday afternoons, but <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think we've got some positive news to, to uh, share. We do. And we will start with Monday, which is kind of a more lighthearted um, story. This is, you know, Uber drivers reveal their pet peeves. And this is from Autoblog. And they added, you know, are you always late to your Uber? Less than polite to drivers? You ask them to stop at drive throughs You may not like it, but you could be an Uber driver's worst nightmare. So the article goes to talk about the top five things that most uh, Uber drivers truly dislike that passengers do number one is being rude obviously number two which i totally get this this is requesting stops at drive-thrus or convenience stores number three is not tipping number four is arriving late and five is no-go zones so uh brian how many of these have you broken any of them <laughs> you know i try to be a pretty good passenger and and i uh i try to be conscientious of people's time um, I am sure that there have been times where I have uh, maybe slammed the door a little too hard and, um, you know, uh, occasionally maybe don't get the five stars that I think I deserve. <laughs> you know, right. You try to be good, but, you, you know, it happens. I think personally for me, I, I know this for a fact. I, the, the stopping, I have friends who all, and I feel bad for the drivers. And drivers, please let us know, you know, how big of an issue this is. But it's the stop thing. And my friends are always like, listen, like, oh, yeah, the Uber will like totally stop and like grab food or like I got a quick run. And I know, A, they're burning gas, they're burning money. It's not. And a lot of times this isn't a requested stop on the app. It's just simply they go, hey, pull over. Um, and some drivers I, I've had have been like, hey, no problem. And anyone who says that, I instantly t- tip the highest they can because I think I understand that they're going out of their way to do that. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, there has been a few times I've actually missed my Uber and Lyft. I, uh, over, yeah. I overcompensated and totally or overestimated and missed it. Yeah. You know, I think the, the thing that everybody just needs to keep in mind is that this is a, this is somebody's job and you don't want to waste their time. You want to respect their property, um, do to others as, as you want done unto yourself and everything will go uh, well, so um, you know, just don't be rude. I think the the top thing on that list is just like be kind, and if you're kind, everybody's going to have a better experience. Yeah, exactly. Could not agree more. Simple stuff, guys. Don't be rude. All right, let's head into Tuesday. Uber, and I actually love this. I'm very excited for this. Uber makes getting a ride from the airport a little easier. This is from Engadget. Uber is introducing a few new updates that can streamline trips to and from the airports. Most notably, you'll get walking directions for the pickup location and the ETAs for baggage claims so you know if you need to hustle to get a ride quickly or take your time 
collecting your bags. The other thing Uber is doing, this is Uber Reserve, will also be more useful for scheduling your ground travel. The company now allows booking rides up to 90 days in advance instead of 30. Um, and soon they're going to have walking ETAs, which will be available in over 400 airports. Uh, and the business comfort option will be available sometime in the near future. I'm like super excited about this. It's probably the first time in a long time I've been so excited about an update from an Uber app. But when you're yeah, flying it, different countries and the finding the the pickup and for the it's for for both of us it's it's frustrating, right? The passenger and the driver. Oh, it's such a hassle. The the airport is, you know, that's one area where rideshare I feel like had fallen behind the taxi industry. Um, I really loved the just the taxi line. You could you know where to walk. You know that you could uh, stand there, get in your car, and and be on your way. And I felt like rideshare added a lot of extra time uh, when you were, you know, waiting for the uh, rideshare to come up and then trying to locate each other. And the fact that they're going to try to ease that that process, I think, is um, one a little late. I wish they would have done it earlier, but two very well received because I'm excited uh, for the ease and the efficiency. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of airports I've been to both domestically, internationally, where those stops and those spots for the Uber and Lyft are temporary and they move around. So you never quite know where to go. And hopefully this app will address that. Um, so yeah, real, I'm thrilled. I cannot wait that this actually happens. So that's great. Uh, let's move to Wednesday. Drivers in Boston are pushing to unionize. And this is from NBC Boston. They reported, quote, a group of about 30 ride-hailing drivers gathered in front of the state house. Uh, Tuesday to push lawmakers to pass a bill that would grant such workers the right to unionize. This bill is known as the Rideshare Drivers Justice Bill, and the uh, the act was filed by a lead sponsor, Representative Flack Moran, um, and it goes into explain what they would get out of this. The key here is it would grant drivers access to collective bargaining rights, discrimination protection, aka deactivations, unemployment insurance, paid sick time, and guaranteed minimum wage. Uh, all good stuff, Brian. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this one's a little more serious than, than the last two articles that we've talked about. It's it's important that rideshare drivers are standing up for their rights. And I, I know that there are differences of opinions as to whether drivers want to be employees or not employees or whether, you know, they should form a, a formal union or not. But the bottom line is th there needs to be some basic protections. There needs to be assurances that people can make enough money to survive, um, that they you know, are not losing money in this proposition, and that they have basic employment rights. You know, by that, I mean that you can't just be thrown to the wayside and, and, uh, you know, without any sense of due process or um, any right to challenge a, a negative action against you. Um, so seeing that drivers are standing up for themselves, um, using their collective voices to uh, gain uh, more rights and a, a better, safer worker environment. It, that's great, and, and I hope that we see more of these uprisings and um, you know more of these types of uh, benefit structures popping up nationwide. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like it's just common sense all around. You know, good for truly both parties. I think these these aren't these aren't insane demands. I totally agree with you. It, it needs to be. This needs to continue to happen around the country. And I think the overall mood of both drivers and just the, the, the brand of Uber itself will increase. So happy that, that's, that this is happening and needs to keep happening. 
Uh, and more good news, actually. So Thursday, Uber and Lyft drivers get a pay increase. This is from Cranes, New York. They reported, quote, the city's taxi and limousine commission approved a roughly 9% pay increase uh, compared to last year's rates for drivers. And this is following a legal fight with Uber that blocked a similar raise from taking effect in December. So basically, minimum pay increases to the per mile and per minute rates means that a 7.5 mile trip or 30 minute trip will result in a base fare of $26.76 for drivers. So the raise is an increase of about $2.16 or 8.78. Now, what's interesting about this too is uh, in an email, a spokesperson for Uber called the new pay rules quote, more reasonable than what was previously proposed. Uh, So they are representative from Lyft also agreed. So interesting, both sides came together. And for once, you know, Uber and Lyft aren't saying this is crazy and fighting it. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I obviously we're happy to see the pay increase, you know, drivers deserve to make a living wage. And oftentimes, you know, the expenses eat up so much of the money that there's just not much left to go around. So um, given the, the fact that everything costs more right now, um, given the fact that the New York um, you know, government had promised a raise, you know, we're glad to see that, that there's more money going into the driver's pockets. Um, I am a little skeptical uh, of Uber's response because you know, this is much less than what was originally promised. And they fought really hard to take away the big raise that the the New York Taxi Commission had had promised to uh, drivers. So in a lot of ways, this is you know a, kind of a compromise, and it could be seen as a win for Uber, um, in, you know, in certain lenses. Um, so you know, kind of in summary, great to see that the drivers are making more money. That is never a bad thing. Um, but I I would like to see that the the raises keep going up, and maybe Uber not uh, standing in the way so much when drivers are promised raises, um, you know, and then ultimately have those taken away. Do you think Uber might try to fight this? Like they're saying, are we okay with it now? And hey, we're going to fight it. They could, because anytime Uber looks at a a proposition where it's going to possibly hurt their bottom line, they tend to hire lawyers and they tend to fight like crazy. So you know, the fact that they're coming out right now and saying that they're happy with this, that, that gives me hope that um, they won't challenge this because they don't have to come out in support of it. They don't have to talk it up. Um, but you never know. And, and we've certainly seen things like this play out in the court system. And oftentimes Uber tends to get its way. Yeah, that's true. Well, in a really night and day situation here, we're going to wrap up with Friday. While Uber and Lyft, you know, fight drivers and often struggle to make a profit, Alto keeps growing. And this is from Forbes. They reported, founded in 2018, Alto has survived the COVID-19 pandemic, the car shortage, uh, high pricing, as well as the challenges of a startup taking on a dominant industry player. Uh, We met some of the Alto team and saw its vehicles at a recent conference in LA. Uh, The company says that the key differentiator is that unlike the other rideshare companies, Its drivers are W-2 employees who are interviewed, background checked, and personally trained. Uh, The company also describes its pricing as a service model as a black car in the sense that its vehicles are standardized. Um, Drivers are employees and vehicles will arrive reliably, especially 
when uh, pre-booked. And he actually, he also goes on to explain, you know, the, the key is consistency and, um, you know, the problem with an Uber Lyft is you don't know if you're getting on a JetBlue airline or Spirit airline. Um, and with, uh, with Alto Rideshare, it's always the same experience. Yeah, you know, we know the Alto guys. We have, uh, we've worked with Will in the past. And, um, you know, I, I like the service that they're offering. It's an alternative. Um, certainly, it's, it doesn't have the same convenience, I, I don't think, as uh, an Uber or Lyft, the, the rideshare touch of a button uh, type uh, ride request. But um, the fact that these cars are available and that you can feel uh, comfortable with the vehicle that you're getting into, you know that the drivers are taken care of, the drivers tend to be happy because they know what they're walking home with every day. I, I think it's a it can be seen as a safer experience for everybody, perhaps a little bit more um, accountability, and also um, you know the background checks. I think are a little stronger um, and more thorough. Um, so you know, at the end of the day, I think it's a nice alternative, and we're happy to see that they're growing. We're we're proud to see how far they've come over the years as We've kind of grown up at the same time in, in uh, you know, vertical paths. Yeah, I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember we were talking <laughs> to Will, and I remember we were striking up a conversation about, um, he, he just sort of had mentioned that he's not too concerned about growing quickly. He's quite happy with the momentum he had, and um, and it's paying off in spades, really. And I think what's funny is, you know, if you had proposed this to Uber and Lyft, they would say that model's impossible. Like, no one could ever run a business like that and no one wants that and then here's a guy who you know five years ago started it and he's slowly climbing up he's not trying to do what they're doing but it's like you said it's paying off the drivers are happy it's a safer experience uh, it's all around a good thing so uh, you know hats off to will yeah we we were talking before the show started just about how this is it's not a new concept you know will kind of zagged while everybody else went the other direction. When, when Rideshare came out and everybody was so inclined to go with the Uber and Lyft model, Uber said, hey, th- you know, why, this thing that we have that's already working, this kind of black, black car service can be improved upon. And that's where I think he really um, succeeded, was he saw that there were some flaws in the current system. And rather than destroying it, he, he made some obvious changes and modernized it a bit. So um, you know, I, I think it was really smart and it was, uh, it was a zig when everybody else was zagging and it looks like it's paying off. Yeah. I mean, no, exactly. You nailed it. Um, yeah. So I will, uh, as always, I'll give you the last word here before we sign off for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, just as before we start the weekend, I want to remind everybody that legal rideshare is always here for free consultations for any accident and injury claim. So if you're out driving around this weekend and you get rear ended, or you know, somebody causes you an injury or, or property damage, um, you reach out to us and, and we would be happy to um, offer free advice as to the best way to maximize your insurance claim, um, the best way to ensure that any medical treatment gets paid for, lost wages recovered, and all other damages that you sustain are taken care of. So um, you can reach us at help at legalrideshare.com. All of our contact information is on our website, legalrideshare.com. Um, and we are always available and happy to assist. Yeah, and uh, again, drivers, gig workers, if you have any stories, any input on what we just discussed, especially with the with the pet peeves there, please let us know. Email us at help at legalrideshare.com. And uh, I would just love to hear 
what you guys think because it's 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 interesting. Uh, but yes, thank you, Bryant. And as I like to end every show, that is the end of this week in Rideshare. See you next week.